Welcome, welcome to the StrongTeams.com podcast. My name is Steve Neesmith, and I'm going to be your co-host today. And I'm Rodney Cox, host of StrongTeams.com podcast. And today we're going to be digging into a topic that we talked about on a recent episode, the quiet phenomenon happening in the workplace today. But we're going to dig into it a little bit more and give you some instruction along the way. Rodney, are you ready? I'm ready. So, Steve, I wanted to go a lot deeper in this quiet phenomena because I tend to see inside of organizations kind of a life cycle happening um, with with employees from the day in which we hire them until the day in which they potentially walk out of our organization. They quit or we fire them. And I'd like to talk a little bit about those life cycles with you and kind of do some role playing to see if it can help our listeners today. Are you game for that? I am game for that. Just speaking of the listeners, Rodney, just before we get into the the meat of the topic and uh, start role playing, uh, just if you are joining us for the first time and did not catch uh, our last episode, uh, we spent a little bit of time uh, talking about uh, quiet quitting and quiet firing in the workplace. Um, that was a result of an article that we'd recently posted at ministryinsights.com. And so today uh, we're just, we felt like it deserved really just a lot more um a lot more discussion and so uh quiet quitting as we talked about last time is when a an employee does really the bare minimum mm-hmm. just to get by uh in an effort to really kind of quietly send a message that uh they're that they are done at the organization uh but they still want to stay and pick up a paycheck and quiet hiring is is uh coming from the leadership perspective where uh the leader has realized that uh maybe a department or an individual uh is not performing uh, to standard and starts to make the environment so uncomfortable that that employee or maybe even an entire team just feels almost forced to leave. Both of these are really unhealthy practices and they're really common these days. And so, um, so that's just a little bit of context for folks that may be listening for the first time. Yeah. And I think the key word here is quiet. <laughs> you know, anytime things go quiet, it, it ought to really draw a few red flags, quite frankly. And so that's really what we want to press in here today. Um, when individuals uh, join your organization, most individuals come into that organization on fire, really. They're motivated, extremely motivated, and they're excited to get started. Would you agree with that, Steve? Always. I, I refer to it as the honeymoon period. Yeah, the every, honeymoon every, period. Everybody enjoys that period. You get, as a leader, you enjoy it just as much because you've got new, fresh talent inside the organization. Yeah, absolutely. But the reality is, is that they might be excited, but they're not yet competent. <laughs> they really don't know how we do business and what makes us unique and so on and so forth. And through on-the-job training and maybe even formal e- education that happens inside the organization, people kind of move to a, a second phase in the life cycle that we see. And it's actually the place in which we'd want most employees to stay. And that's where they're really excited about the mission. They're really excited about the purpose of the organization. They're excited about who they're working with. And they now have a high level of competence. And these individuals, when they come in every day, they're putting their hand to the plow and they're making things happen. And and so that's where we want the majority of our employees to, to land. But over time, what we tend to see is individuals move to this place of the life cycle that we call life cycle stage three. 
And in life cycle stage three, this is where people grow quiet and they are actually quietly quitting. Uh, they're no longer putting their hand to the plow quite the way they were. Their efficiency and effectiveness is going down. You can see it as a leader. You're not having the conversations with them any longer. And I would say it's more not only out of uh, maybe a lack of trust in the organization, but the lack of relational capital. So I'd like to camp on this thing called relational capital for just a few minutes, Steve, if you're willing to to go a little deeper with that. No, I think it's a great place to pause uh, Rodney, I, I think that uh, what a lot of, and I'll just, this has been my experience, what a lot of leaders don't understand is that people don't just work for organizations. People work for people. Um, you're never going to be able to change that, no matter how fantastic the organization is, no matter how many Friday afternoon right. uh, parties you throw for somebody's birthday or uh, you know, even hitting a milestone, that that relational capital is important. I think even more so for those introverted leaders out there. I can raise my hand and say I fall into that category. Uh, but uh, but absolutely, relational capital is, is more important than I think a lot of uh, leaders realize. Yeah, and I think post-pandemic more more than ever, right? I mean, think about all the relational capital that was, you know, lost in individuals working from home, how we've been hiring and onboarding people. Things have changed dramatically. And, you know, I hate to bring our products into this conversation, but it's bound to happen. And we <laughs> released a product last year called Quick Strings. And it's just a one-page document designed around about a 30-minute interaction with your team that's really designed in order to help teammates increase their relational capital as well as me and you relate, uh, uh, increase our relational capital. In other words, uh, maybe leader to subordinate. And I would really encourage you, if you're listening to this and you've got people on your team that are quietly quitting, in other words, you really aren't having the same conversations you used to have with them. And maybe you have moved to the place to where you're quietly firing them. You have actually made assumptions about why they're not putting their hand to the plow any longer. And you've made the decision just to let them go. And you're putting them in situations and giving them tasks and things of that nature that just really don't fit their strengths, fit who they are. And if you're honest with yourself, maybe even trying to make them miserable enough to exit the organization. And so I, I would really challenge you to think about, are you quietly firing the people that are quietly quitting on you? And maybe what is a different strategy that you could take? Well, I, I caught that word assumption in there earlier, Rodney. And you know what they say about assumptions, right? Absolutely. And just remember, assumption is the lowest form of knowledge, but yet we treat it as what? The highest. Well, we, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All too often. All too often. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's worth also camping on just for a moment here, Rodney, about, you know, how does that relational capital um, you know, weaken? How does it fall apart? Well, we know there's a hundred different ways that that can happen. Um, but, uh, but it, it happens, you know, easier. Uh, it's easier to happen than I think we, we realize in the sense that, uh, leaders are often busy. Uh, they may be traveling. They may be in more meetings than the average team member. Yep. And so what you find is these team members start to really question whether or not the leader is on their team or not or mm -hmm. whether they're mm -hmm. on their own team. And uh, and so, you know, I think it's something that you always have to be you always have to be prioritizing. 
Yeah, and it's harder as a leader to find those things in which in in, in your conversations with uh, the individuals that might not be in the office any longer or are just recently back in the office and you don't have that strong relational capital, you know, find those things in which uh you know, you want to give them an attaboy about and encourage them and and uh and so on. So um, I I just like to I call it closing the gap. You just need uh, to keep that gap fairly mm-hmm. well closed. Yeah. Uh you know, there's an easy trap as a leader myself. There's an easy trap you can fall into uh when you're in lots of uh, senior leadership meetings, which is starting to believe your own press if you will, starting mm-hmm. to believe Interesting. that the things that you're doing are the most important things in the organization. And if you don't mm-hmm. dedicate a disproportionately large amount of your time to those things as a senior leader, well, um, you know, that everybody else really should understand that, including the folks that uh, work with you and for you. And the reality is, is that if you're not in the business of building strong teams, then you're not a strong leader. And, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, just finding that balance and it looks different for every organization, uh, but finding that balance between, you know, dedicating time to those very important projects and meetings and balancing that with, with really keeping, you know, closing the gap between you and your team on a daily basis, not a weekly basis. You know, you, you shouldn't, I know that it was easy for me to fall into the trap that, well, I've got a weekly, I got a weekly check in meeting with my team. So I'll, you know, I'll build relational capital for that one hour and then I'll go back to the things that are very important to do. And the fact is you really need to be uh, building relational capital every single day. Yeah. So, you know, let us really encourage you as a leader to lean in. If you have people that are quietly quitting on you or if you've actually moved to the place where you're quietly firing someone and do four things for us. The first thing we want you to do is stop, take a deep breath. Humble yourself and be willing to say, you know what? I'm probably the problem here, but I'm also the solution. So as a leader, I'm going to increase my relational capital. I'm going to take the time to document the issues in advance of my conversation with this employee. I want to try and include the details and the dates of when I'm experiencing their low performance or productivity or where maybe they aren't putting their hand to the plow. I'd like, I'd like for you to set a meeting with that individual and I'd like for you to address the issue. And once again, do that in a spirit of humility, being willing to esteem the other person higher than yourself. We, we know that God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And during your meeting, why don't you think about seeking to understand and clarify your assumptions? Because what you assume to be true might not be true. And and it's in that place of discovering truth that we can find the clarity we need in order to do the fourth thing. And that's document what we both agree on that we can do in order to increase our relational capital, close the gap, as Steve has said, and actually increase our performance in the organization once again and bring the joy back in what we do on a day-to-day basis. Well, I think this has been a, a timely conversation. I, I know that, uh, we don't often, uh, dig, uh, you know, specifically into one topic for a, uh, for a podcast episode, but, uh, with, uh, hybrid offices and remote teams and really the headlines being full of articles, uh, discussions about quiet firing and quiet quitting. I'm really glad we spent the time today. And as always, I just, um, I always benefit from, uh, sitting down with you, Rodney, and, and hearing, hearing you teach. And, uh, and, uh, it's been a pleasure today. Yeah. Likewise, Steve, I always enjoy my time with you. And until we meet again, God bless.